0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, March 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's lines. Rural areas hit harder. Stimulus designed for all commodities. Ag and food sectors fight barriers. Rural areas benefit in social distancing but face other virus issues. Californians in rural areas may have lower exposure to the coronavirus because of the relative ease of social distancing, according to researchers at the Public Policy Institute of California at a blog post yesterday. They also point out that these areas tend to have more smokers who are at higher risk of the respiratory complications from the virus. Rural Californians also have to travel further to access healthcare services. This is especially concerning for the large number of elderly Californians who are low-income, geographically isolated, or living alone in the state's rural areas, they write. On that note, food banks in the Central Valley are facing more food shortages than their counterparts in metropolitan areas, argues Finn Domkin in an op-ed for Cal Matters yesterday. Dobkin, policy aide and research assistant at UC San Francisco, writes that food banks in the Bay Area receive 10 times more in monetary donations than those located in the most fertile ag region. With California's attention focused on the wealthiest coastal areas, he writes, it's unclear as to whether or not the have-nots of the state will get the money that they need. Central Coast Board extends comment period on Ag Order 4.0. The Central Coast Water Board has pushed back by two weeks its deadline for comments on its draft Agriculture Order 4.0. The board staff recognized the window might need to be pushed back even further. It also canceled three outreach meetings for this week and will reschedule those to be online. The board is also reconsidering the four days it had set aside in May to discuss the public comments. The board had initially set a tight deadline to renew the regulation by January 2021 when the existing order is set to expire. You can read more on how the state government is adapting under the outbreak in our AgriPulse West newsletter on its way to you this morning. New bill on workforce training also addresses displaced farm workers. A new measure proposes $50 million in grant funding for workforce development in partnership with community colleges. State Senators Melissa Hurtado of Sanger repurposed one of her bills this week to now carry the new measure. The bill would also require the California Workforce Development Board to address the displacement of workers, particularly farm workers and southern Central Valley and at-risk youth. The state is readjusting budget expectations for this year and for next. The Department of Finance issued a memo to agencies yesterday advising them to reduce their expectations for the next budget revision. The department said the outbreak could lead to immediate economic impacts on the 2019-2020 budget. It will certainly produce impacts for the upcoming fiscal year, according to Thomas Todd, a department budget manager. He added that many adjustments will be made and will be reflected in the May revision of the budget proposal. Now, in national news, U.S. Department of Agriculture expected to fund multiple aid programs. A leading architect of the ag programs of the $2 trillion economic stimulus package says he expects USDA could use the funding it gets through the bill to provide several forms of relief to producers beyond a new market facilitation program. Senator John Hoven, who chairs the Senate Ag Appropriations Subcommittee, told Agripulse as the negotiations were still going on yesterday... He expects USDA to craft aid programs for cattle producers and then move to MFP later so as to avoid distorting planting decisions. There also will be help for the produce industry that could be stuck with billions of dollars in inventory that was intended for restaurants and food service. All the different ag sectors are eligible for aid, he said. Now keep in mind... USDA estimated it will need $50 billion in funding authority to cover all the damage from the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the impact of sluggish exports, he said. Trump maintains hold on farm support. Our latest AgriPulse poll of the nation's farmers and ranchers shows President Donald Trump appears to have solidified his support in farm country despite continued struggles on the trade front. We'll have full details on the poll in this week's newsletter, but it also shows that while Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue also has strong support from farmers, the level of enthusiasm is significantly higher for Trump. The poll also indicates that former Vice President Joe Biden is the clear favorite among farmers who are Democrats. Keep in mind... The interviews were conducted from February 19th through March 13th, so the poll doesn't fully reflect the impact of the coronavirus shutdowns. However, Trump's overall approval rating with voters has risen to 49%, up from 44% earlier this month, according to the latest Gallup poll. Ag and food sectors look to end production and delivery barriers. There was a collective sigh of relief from agriculture and food industry groups when the Department of Homeland Security deemed agriculture to be a critical industry, that allowing businesses to keep operating despite the spread of COVID-19. But a few barriers are still surfacing as localities impose stay-at-home orders. Unfortunately, the federal government does not have the right to override state and local governments, says Clay Dettelson of the National Milk Producers Federation, who is the private sector chair of the Food and Agriculture Sector Coordinating Council. That group is working to identify and solve COVID-19-related challenges in the food supply chain. Now keep in mind, several groups have been encouraging broader adoption of the DHS guidance. On Tuesday, more than 40 ag groups sent letters to governors urging adoption of the DHS guidance to ensure a consistent approach across all 50 states and local governments. Austin, Texas issued a stay-at-home order yesterday that specifically cites the DHS guidance. But Denver posted its own list of essential businesses, and it includes licensed marijuana and liquor stores. Agencies Addressing Industry Issues The industry also has been working with the FDA on how to handle food industry employees who test positive for COVID-19. The agency posted guidance and a Q&A that clarifies that it's not a foodborne illness, so there's no need to recall or put product on hold. Basically, they recommend focusing on the employee and do a cleanup of the area of the plant where that worker may have been, Devilson tells AgriPulse. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration has been cooperative in making changes, but more needed, Duffleson said. Some truckers that drive across state lines are running into problems with their requirements for periodic medical exams. That's a bit hard because the medical community doesn't want you in their office for routine exams. Bottom line? We have problems popping up all over the place, but people are really working hard together in government and the private sector to solve them, Defelson said. Food service struggles to make retail shift. People just aren't going to restaurants now as social distancing has become the norm. And farmers are trying to adjust to the new reality where demand has shifted substantially toward retail. The United Fresh Produce Association is working with members to try to help them shift to supplying grocery stores, many of which can't stay stocked as the public clears out shelves amid the coronavirus concern. It's not easy, and it's not only been partially successful, said Robert Gunther, senior vice president at United Fresh. The challenges are everywhere. For example, about 80 percent of the tomatoes produced in Florida are sold to the food service sector. And many suppliers are being stuck with items like large bags of lettuce that can't be sold at retail. Those people who are primarily retail-driven suppliers working very hard to keep up with demand, Gunther said. On the part of the industry that's focused on food service, that business has dried up overnight. Clarity lacking on new DMC enrollment. As we've reported, the plunge in milk prices has rekindled interest in the dairy margin coverage program, which many producers failed to sign up for, presumably because it didn't look like they would get payments this year. The National Milk Producers Federation is urging USDA to reopen enrollment, and Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has the authority to do that, according to National Milk's President and CEO Jim Mulhern. But he tells AgriPulse that it's not clear whether Purdue can allow new enrollments to be retroactive. USDA now forecasts DMC payments could trigger at the 950 coverage level through October. Mulhern said it's unfortunate that a lot of producers didn't get in, but there is interest on both Capitol Hill and USDA on ways to reopen the program. Here's today's He Said It. I still think that taste, convenience, and healthfulness, those three things, still rule the day. Those continue to be powerful forces that are more powerful in the produce aisle than potential recessionary impacts. That was Roland Famasi, Senior Fresh Produce Analyst with Robo AgriFinance, talking about strong demand for fresh produce during the COVID-19 crisis. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, March 25th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.